Hey everybody, thanks for joining again today. Hope you're having a good day today. Today we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 12, verses 20 through 24. You know, there's a, a saying that goes something like this, what goes around comes around. Certainly at the end of our lesson today, we will see that was true for Herod. Now, I'm not saying that as Christians, we should desire to do harm or that harm or wish that anyone would suffer harm. Uh, one day, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and I pray he does not give me what I am due, but rather that he shows me mercy. A young mother told me not too long ago, uh, uh, you need to have a talk with my son. He came home from school the other day and said, Mom, you know, you don't have to worry about those bullies bullying me anymore or anything like that. Uh, she was kind of shocked that he had been, been, had been bullied. And so uh, she said, what do you mean? I, you know, I don't have to worry. He said, well, you don't have to worry. I took care of it. And she says, what do you mean you took care of it? And his reply was, I prayed to God that he would send them straight to hell. Well, this young man is only five, okay? He knew the right source to go to, but needs a little more teaching on the subject of forgiveness. But let's be honest, that little guy's not alone. Sometimes even us as adults wish God would just take folks out of the way. But that's the wrong attitude. The attitude should be, we want God to forgive folks. Yeah, we don't want to be treated bad. We don't like being bullied or for young kids or being treated bad as adults. But we want to ask for guidance and to be for people who are forgiving and have mercy. Uh, I have looked at Ephesians chapter 6 where it says we wrestle against principalities and powers. And I, I look at that verse and it's helped me in a great deal because now I no longer look at the individual who's causing struggles. I look behind the individual to maybe to how Satan could be using that individual to get under my skin, to try to cause me to, to sin in some way. And so if we look at it as Satan, it's easier to reject that, that it's him and still not have a horrible attitude towards the individual. Well, let's read our text. Starting in Acts 12, verse 20. Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, but they came to him with one accord, and having made Blastus, the king's personal aide, their friend, they asked for peace, because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God and not of a man. Immediately, an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Once again, we find Herod very angry. Uh, angry at two cities, Tyre and Sidon. We need to understand that Herod was in charge and could make their life miserable if he wanted to. The people of these two cities were smart. 
they made a friend who was Herod's personal assistant by the name of Blastus. It helps sometimes to have a friend on the inside, so to speak, doesn't it? The king supplied their food, so if he continued to be angry, he could cut their food supply off. So they try to intervene before that happens or before it gets that far. Let me ask you something. What's the best way to deal with someone who has a big ego, who thinks the world revolves around him? Well, as far as he would be concerned, the best way to deal with him would be flattery. Build me up. Make me be something. So here's what happens. The king gets all his fancy clothes, his robes and everything on, and he looks royal. Okay? And then he goes out and he sits on the throne and he gives an oration or a lecture or a speech or whatever you want to call it. And then the people come with the flattery. The voice of a God and not of a man. And they just kept shouting it and shouting it and shouting it. And what do you think he was doing while all this was happening? Now, the Bible doesn't tell us, but I, I can assume that he's just eating it all up, can't you? Yes, you're right. I, this is exactly who I am. But how did that work out for him? The text says, as they were shouting this, immediately an angel of the Lord struck him. Why? The text tells us. Because he did not give God the glory. You know, the purpose of our lives here on earth is to glorify God. Herod was taking the glory for himself, and many still do today. Okay? But Herod was not so powerful, was he? Because not only was he struck by an angel, but the rest of the verse says that he was eaten up by worms and died. I don't know if I, there's much more horrible death than that. But that's the results of disobedience. That's the result of arrogance, his death. No contest when we start thinking we deserve the glory instead of the one true God. He will always deserve the glory. But notice the irony of all this. Herod dies, and what happens to the church that he had been persecuting? The last verse, uh, verse 24, says, The word of God grew and multiplied. This is another example. We've seen many of these examples of persecution against the church brought growth. You know, we've also seen examples of arrogant people and how God's dealt with them. Go back and read what happened to Nebuchadnezzar sometime. Whenever he thought he, he was so full of himself and how God humbled him. May we, as the apostles did, pray that we can have boldness in speaking the word of God. Thanks for being here. Hope to see you next time.